Healthcare costs how much? Everyone knows that healthcare is expensive, but exact pricing still tends to be a mystery, at least up until the point where you get the bill in the mail. Recently, President Trump issued an executive order aimed at increasing the transparency of healthcare pricing. Beyond a price list on a hospital website, it seems the president is trying to pull back the curtain on the private deals between hospitals and insurance companies. In today's show, we're going to talk about whether this executive order will help consumers like you and me. And to illustrate what's at stake, we're going to analyze my recent health care bills. In addition, we're going to play a little game in which Tony tries to guess the cost of the health care services I just used. Spoiler alert, the costs are going to seem a bit outrageous. This is a show about financial planning with a particular focus on the issues facing those close to or living in retirement. Each week, our host, Dan Wendell, will share his expertise in retirement planning in a fun and down-to-earth format. Now, let's begin another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio with me, Dan Wendell, owner of the Dolphin Financial Group. Alongside me today is Tony Shore. Tony, you're on the spot today because we're going to be talking about healthcare. You know I'm going to go on a rant, so you're gonna, your objective <laughs> is to try and get me to slow it down and not get too excited. I'm going right. to quiz you, which you're going to fail at, trying to guess I the will pricing fail. of Epi- my services. Epic fail. <laughs> and we're going to talk about your favorite President Trump and his executive order, which just happened. In fact, it happened June 24th, and Trump issued, it's called, the Executive Order on Improving Price and Quality Transparency in American Healthcare to Put Patients First. So he signed an executive order. When did this happen? Uh, June 24th, which I believe was wow. a Monday. Yeah. Wow. So last Monday. Wow. Uh, that's impressive. Uh, I had no idea. Of course, I mean, without knowing the exact details and how it's going to be implemented, but that's fascinating because that sounds like a good thing to me, but I'm sure you'll tell you'll tell me whether it is or isn't, right? Well, we're going to talk about whether it's going to make a difference or not, and, yeah, um, yeah. but it sounds great. You're right. I mean, it sounds long and run on, but it, it you know, patients first, put patients yeah. first. It's kind of like what I do, put the clients first and anything to help with healthcare costs. Oh, I'm all right. I'm getting I'm sweating just thinking about this. What am I, gonna... <laughs> I know you are because you've had a re, you've had a, a recent run of uh, extended healthcare emergencies that you've had to pay for. That's right. That's right. I want to talk with about your that. family. Twenty five thousand is the number uh, out of pocket for me so far this year. But let's let's not oh. let's not digress. So let's talk about this executive order. Okay. In a nutshell, I mean, there's a few things to it, but in a nutshell, what it does is it requires insurance companies, this is doc and doctors and hospitals, to give pricing slash cost info before treatment. So last year, I think it was they, there was a ruling that you, the hospitals had to put their price list up and on a website, and that's all well and good, but this is really aimed to go a bit deeper. Because what they want, what Trump's going after here is he wants insurers, the, the pricing, because right now what happens, insurers negotiate pricing behind the scenes with providers. 
So they strike deals and they keep that data secret and they call it trade secrets because that's the, that's the secret sauce between what the deal is between the hospital and the insurance company and what we pay the insurance company, you know, and they don't want that information public. So the idea is they, uh, the, the executive order by Trump is pushing to get those numbers, those pricing deals out in the open. I see. In, in, and our, the concern is because they do it behind closed doors and because they don't reveal what they're actually paying, what the insurance is actually paying to the healthcare provider, that it means we end up paying more possibly. Is that the Well, the whole point the of it, and the, the big word in the executive order is transparency. So they want consumers to know what the costs are. Right now, you can list a, a knee replacement on the website, and it doesn't really do me any good because I want to know what the true cost is. And right now, hospitals, they, they don't tell you what they negotiated with the, the, the insurance companies or the doctor doesn't tell you what the, insur- what the insurance company is going to pay them. And so what they're trying to do is they want the hospitals to publish the pricing that they would charge an uninsured patient, right? So like someone doesn't have insurance, what are you going to, what is it you're going to ca- charge me? And, and that's, you know, like I said, it's different than, than what the hospitals publish now. They, they say what they're going to charge and that's really what they want to receive, you know, not necessarily what they get paid by the insurers. Right. Of course. So it would be helpful to see what the insurance company is paying and how much they're actually performing these services for. Exactly. Because that's the true cost, right? And so then you know, okay, so I can get, if I'm going to go, at least I know that that's the negotiated rate over there versus over here. And of course the industry is fighting this. You know, the the healthcare industry, hospitals, doctor, advocacy groups are saying, no, no, you don't want to, no, don't look, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, you know, (laughs) go get me the witch's broom, you know, just leave me alone. Don't, don't look. And, um, in fact, in, in Ohio, there was a state law that this was supposed to happen and that was two years ago and it's still in the court system that, Mm. you know, so, so the, so the, well, the healthcare industry, a big lobbyists, especially, you know, between health companies, healthcare advice, you know, providers and the healthcare insurance industry, uh, that's big money, big lobbying groups, a lot of power. It's huge. You know, huge, maybe even uh, more huge than the power our own president has. Yes, it is. And, and, you know, there's also, um, the, 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 in the executive order, tr- President Trump is called to ban doctor bills in the hospitals that are not covered by insurance. They call this the, uh, oh, what's the term that everyone's been using? Oh, surprise bills. If you Google surprise bills, which we'll talk about um, in detail with my surprise bill. But when you go to a hospital and you get service and it's in network, you know, you do all your due diligence. I'm going to go to the hospital, stay in network. And then you get service by a doctor that's not in your network. And you're like, well, I didn't choose the, the nurse anesthetist, you know, like what? what? Yeah. I didn't choose the anesthesiologist and he's out of network. Why am I paying him out of network prices? Well, cause he's yeah. not in your network. Well, I, I was in the hospital. Like I don't get to, you know what I didn't, if I, how do I know? So they're trying to eliminate that. Cause that's a biggie. Yeah. That's huge. Obviously. So, you know, 
we we assume that health insurance is going to cover emergency care and major procedures, but a lot of people are caught by surprise. Totally, they? totally. And they're the ones, the ones that are caught by surprise are the, usually the ones with the least amount of money to pay for it. So it's just a double whammy. So the so the pushback from the industry about sharing their negotiated pricing is that if you do that, we don't want to do that because we want to protect the consumer. Because if you share our negotiated pricing, pricing is going to go up. This is their, this is their claim right now. Why, why would it? They call it sticky pricing. So you're a hospital and I'm a hospital. Okay. And you share your negotiated prices with the, the world. And I look over at it and you're, and you're, um, you're charging $10,000 for a knee replacement and I'm charging eight. And all of a sudden I'm like, wait a sec. I don't want everyone coming to me. I do want everyone coming to me, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to charge eight when he's charging 10. I'm going to raise my prices to 10. Yeah. That's their claim. That's what they're saying mm -hmm. is going to happen. They call that sticky pricing. So they're saying the industry is pushing back saying costs will go up if we share the secret formulas. Yeah. But my, yeah. my take is that they just don't want to uncover their pricing. It's it's and if and this executive order is oh, not yeah. is not They're law like it's this is like an suggestion executive order you know still have to work out the details of what pricing are we talking about is it just going to be generic pricing is it going to be specific pricing negotiated with insurance carriers but I don't think the industry wants these pricing pricing lists to go out I, I don't I'm not certain that it's actually going to lower the costs I'm not I don't even think it will um, and I'll explain why but. I think what it will do, which is probably the most powerful thing, is it's just going to open up the curtain and people are going to yeah. say, is that really the cost to get my knee replaced? I mean, really? And people are just going to start looking at it and saying and analyzing it. Right now, they don't analyze it because no one knows what it costs unless you get your knee replaced. And <laughs> Right? Yeah. Right. So will it lower the pricing? Will it? actually benefit us that's the question and the first thing i got to say is that when it comes to emergency situations no it's not see the whole point of the transparent pricing is that they want you to share the pricing so you can shop around okay tony i'm going to get uh i'm going to get my um, knee replaced let me look at hospital a the standalone surgery center over here is going to cost this much this doctor is going to do it for this much and you shop around you know, you could do that because it's an elective thing and you have time. You know, all right, you know, I'll wait a week, a month. But if you're in an emergency situation, there's nothing you could do about it. You go into the hospital and you're getting the services, you get the bill. And by the time you get the bill, you can't negotiate, right? It's too late. You've already had the right. services, you know? So I'll give you an example. Look at my, my situ situation. Um, I, uh, well, you know, have you ever gone to the doctors or hospital, Tony, and gotten the EOB afterward, the explanation of benefits? Yep. And it says, this is not a bill, right? Yep. It basically is a bill. It's just an itemized bill. And it gives you a heart attack. Yeah. Um, you look at that EOB, the explanation of benefits, it's got ridiculously high prices. Yeah, it's crazy. And then you see ridiculously high insurance discounts, right? So this costs ten thousand. The insurance is negotiated down to four thousand, and so you're responsible for four thousand. 
And it's like the whole point of that is like, oh, my savior, my knight in shining armor came, the insurance mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. They saved me $6,000. You know, it's like when you shop at Publix and, and you and you use but the buy didn't. one, get one. And at the end, they say, here's how much you saved today. Save anything. I spent a yeah. ton of money, you yeah. know. Or, I still owe four thousand dollars. Right, right. Or if you go to like the, you buy clothes and and you see like the manufactured su- suggested retail price, eighty dollars. Oh, yeah. We'll sell this shirt yeah. to you for twenty. Wow, a sixty dollar discount. No, no. Yeah. So yeah, they paid. They paid two dollars to make the shirt. <laughs> right. So it's like, what do they pay wholesale? Now I'll know. See, that's kind of what yeah. it's like. All right, yeah. I'll buy this suit. The manufacturer suggests that I sell it for eight hundred. I'm not buying it for that. Um, they're selling it for three fifty. Okay, it's a sports coat, three fifty. How much did they pay for it? Now, if, if the price that they paid for it to get it there was like ten bucks, and that was listed, you think people would buy it? <laughs> Probably not. <Right>? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we don't know. We don't know what it costs to make that suit jacket right and that's the problem with the the hospital so anyway i get these bills and i'm looking at it and i'm like are you kidding me look at these prices and then i see the discount i'm like oh that's good and then you know and that and at that point i'm paying it like what what is my choice i yeah. can't shop so i don't think it's going to help at all when it comes to elective i mean to uh emergency situations because who cares what the price is you know yeah, well, aren't there, there? I think they're trying to. I know there's bipartisan support to end surprise billing. Or actually, uh, I read something online. They actually call it the the healthcare industry, the insurance industry calls it balance billing. Right. So, right. <laughs> but but what we call consumers call surprise billing, the industry calls balance billing. But there is bipartisan support to end it. Like they can't. Uh, they they can't say, well, it's out of net, you know, the, this part of your coverage. You went to this hospital, which is in your network, but we had this person come in and that's out of coverage. So you're going to have to pay for that. Right. They're trying to end that. Well, that's they should. Right. And I'll give you an, another example of that, which takes it a step further. Remember when my son Zachary broke his arm in Sarasota? And we rushed him to the nearest ambulance. Well, the ambulance came. Okay. They were out of network. <laughs> Go figure. That's don't get yeah. oh, the ambulance. That's oh. anyway. So there is no ambulance in network from what I could tell. But anyway, they said, where do you want to go? And I didn't know where I was. I said, nearest hospital. You know, my kid's got a bone sticking out of his body. There's blood everywhere. Get me, you know. So they took me to the hospital and um, then we went to all children's in St. Pete. Okay. So he had the, the surgery to repair his arm and then the surgeon did a great job. And so then the follow-up visit, I had the surgeon, he's like, all right, follow up, come to my office next to the hospital, same building, basically through a tunnel. He's like, all right, um, follow up. So I go to follow up with the doctor and he's like, yeah, it's going to cost you, you know, $300 for this visit. Plus the, the x-rays and this and that is like 500, 600 bucks. And I'm like, time out, time out. First of all, I met my deductible at that hospital across the street here. I think I've met my max out of pocket for this, for my son, Zachary. And they're like, yeah, but you're not in network. You're out of network. Deductible oh, is double. Yeah. And I said, you're not in network. What are you talking about? We just had the surgery. You were in network. 
yeah, but I'm not in network. I just work at that hospital. So if you want to follow up with me, you got to pay out of network pricing. So I'm like, whoa, time out. And now I'm, you know me, Tony, mm-hmm. I, I, this is my job. You know, I help people with their finances, especially right. those in retirement. And yeah. part of my Dolphin Financial Group is an insurance company. So I know this stuff. So I'm like, wait a sec. So I'm thinking, all right, let me find a doctor who's in network. And I'm looking at this situation saying, my son's here to follow up on a surgery from this guy. What are the doctors going to take me? They're going to say, you got to right. follow up with the doctor that did the surgery. I'm not stepping right. into that mess. What if he screwed right. up and then right. I'm going to fix it? You know, so it's that is a prime example of a surprise bill. Well, yeah, and they kind of got you by the short hairs, so to speak. They do <laughs> on that one. In uh, uh, yeah, wow. See, that's that is infuriating, and I can see how that would frustrate you. And then you uh, recently had to go to the hospital. That's right. So, so were there any surprises there? Oh, I'm, I'm so. This was this year's new count. So now my deductible zero again, or no, I put zero into it. So now I'm resetting my deductible for the calendar year. I'm going to have you guess the cost of these things, Tony. For the listeners, he has not seen the uh, EOB explanation of benefits yet. I have no idea what you're even talking. Exactly. And I got a I asked for a detailed invoice. Okay. So I got, this is not for your son last year. This is for you recently. Right. So let me tell you what happened and then you tell me what you think the cost is. I'm going to do it step by step. So I drove myself to the ER. Okay. I go into the ER complaining about my head hurts. It was amazingly painful. Couldn't turn my head. I used my mirrors. I used my mirrors, but I got there. My wife's like staying home with the kids and um, they can't diagnose what the problem is. I said, extreme pain, can't move my head. So they take blood take my blood pressure. They can't identify anything. So they do a CT scan of my head and they identify there's a large mass behind my throat and my spine, in between my throat and spine, pinching on the nerves, causing the pain and causing my throat to swell shut. Mm -hmm. And they said, all right, we've identified this mass. It was a large piece of sausage. (laughs) It was outside of my throat. So it was an infection. It wasn't in your throat. Okay. (laughs) I don't know how sausage. Kielbasa. It would be kielbasa. I'm Polish. So they said, it's a large mass. It needs to be probably surgically removed. So we need to send you to another hospital that has someone that knows how to do this stuff. So that was the end. And they put me on IV for the infection. So they diagnosed me with a CT scan, blood work, gave me IV and said, we got to send you somewhere else because this is out of our realm. Sure. What's the bill for that? So you go into the emergency room. You drove yourself there. You didn't take an ambulance or call nine one one. Right. So you g- walk into the emergency room. You tell them what's wrong. They take your blood. They do some blood testing. A bunch of blood, blood tests. So that's lab work. Yep. Then they do a CT scan and see the lump and diagnose you and send you out to another hospital. Yes. So that process right there within the emergency room. I was there for an hour and a half. Lab work, uh, maybe a few hundred dollars. Uh, the CT scan's got to be expensive. It's got to be $1,000. I'm going to guess $2,500. <laughs> you know, I told you in the beginning, the intro, that you could, these prices are going to be outrageous. 
Do you want oh, to guess okay. again? So let's let's say uh, ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Can I go from twenty five hundred to ten? The 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 between the hospital. What it's the, worth is twenty five hundred dollars max. <laughs> Let me just throw that out there. So now, you're doubling it. it. You're you're putting five x on it. You ten five times. Yeah. No. the The total cost was roughly twenty two thousand dollars <gasps> for that oh. part of the process. And you were there an hour and a half. Maybe two. Maybe two hours. Yeah. And this was like two in the morning. So then I take an ambulance ride, which wasn't covered. That was six hundred and fifty dollars. To oh, a different for the hospital. ambulance ride, right? And that's out of network, and that's you know. They, How they, far was the ambulance? How far did they have to take? Uh, Fifteen miles. So six hundred and fifty dollars. You should have Ubered it. <laughs> right, that's what I said. I'm Seriously. like, this the IV's working. Pay My the, throat's not closing. <laughs> Pay the $30 for the Uber. <laughs> my thought exactly. Call my wife. Hey, leave the kids. Hire a babysitter for that price. Yeah. Have them learn German while they're at it. $650. <laughs> well, it gets better. So that was just stage one. Then I get to the new hospital and they put me in an intensive care unit because my throat was was being compromised because of the infection in the throat. Yeah. I was not having trouble breathing or anything like that, but they have to be careful, right? And I don't blame them oh, for that. Oh, sure. So now I spend a day, uh, several days in the hospital there. Critical care unit, first hour. How much for the first hour? They break it down, but it was like up to up to 60 minutes. Just to minutes. stay in there? Just to I get mean, in the critical what? care unit in that room. I have no idea. I couldn't even guess. That was $3,800. Then it's a thousand dollars per hour after there, and then I stayed. It's a thousand dollars an hour just to be in there after the first hour. It's kind of like when you go to. Uh, but then they nickel and dime you for it. That's everything's a la carte. Yes, right? I mean, um, if you ask for a, a thing of water, I bet you're being charged. No, for that but cup. I did. I do have the cup. I I took the cup with me. It's nice one too. It's insulated and it has a I bet bendy you paid straw. For it. Oh, I, I paid, for, paid it. for it. How much do you think I paid for the blood pressure medicine that I get for free at Publix? It was one tablet, one tab of blood pressure medicine because my blood pressure was high. <clears throat> and you get it for free at Publix. Yep, you can get it free. Your, any yep. any Publix one for the same brand for free. I took one tablet. How much? 28 bucks. <gasps> oh, my. Saline gosh. solution, 179 bucks. For saline solution? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so, um, all you told, top shelf, right? <laughs> all told, that second hospital was only, hold, wait for it, 19,000. So it was less than the other one, and I stayed there three days. How's that? Oh. Now, yeah, the tw- the twenty two thousand dollars at the other hospital that that is absolutely the worst thing you've said so far. That's crazy. I get it that they charge a lot for lab work and CT scans, but but I mean, I mean, I don't get it. But I mean, I know they do charge outrageous. But twenty two grand, right? So look at what happened here. They diagnosed me and did a CT scan. The other place kept me there for three days. And put me on IVs and monitored me, and that only costs about the same. So, like, so, what's but, going but on these here? These numbers you're giving me—that's what—that's what is in the explanation of benefits, the EOB. Yeah, that's where you're getting these prices, right? 
But then so we we'll, don't know though how much. But you have insurance, correct? That's right. So, so we don't know how much your insurance actually paid, but uh, and then uh, you add whatever the insurance negotiated, and then you add in what you paid out of pocket. Right, but I do know how much the insurance company paid because they break it down in the claim, which which is interesting because they well, but that isn't that that's not that's not actually what they paid. I mean, that's what that's their portion of what they charge, but they negotiated a lower rate behind the scenes. Probably. Exactly. So you're probably not seeing actually what your insurance company actually paid. You're seeing what portion of the bill you didn't have to pay. And the interesting part is when you see they don't break down, oh, you can't, you you charge $28 for that pill. We only allow you to charge $1. They don't tell me that level of detail, but they talk about the total um, uh, statements like here's the 20,000 how much of this is your portion how much is our and what is the negotiated rate they do show a disc they call it a discount um, I'm going to I'm going to load it up right now I'm, I'm bringing it up on the computer to give you the exact numbers because this is interesting so on that data service the provider billed in this case $19,091 member discount 12,782 now, what is, what is the member discount? That's their negotiated discount. So the net amount charge is actually $6,300. Okay. And of which Florida, I, I mean, um, of, of which my insurance company paid zero because my deductible is 6000 <laughs> <laughs> Member responsibility, 6000 <laughs> So you had to pay. 6000 Basically, they negotiated out of paying anything. But that's only they one facility. They negotiated it down to where what you owed was your deductible. That's right. Now let's, but oh. but they have to pay for the other uh, hospital, the ER, and they're on the hook for the full amount. So I've paid my six thousand, which is also my max out of pocket. So I'm done for the remainder of the year. I don't pay anything more. Supposedly, for services. right? You're done. Is there still a way they can get you? If I go out of network, if I go out of network, then I have ah, another six see. six thousand that I'm responsible for. So if you happen to have an emergency medical need, make sure that when you have that heart attack or car accident or uh, slip and fall, mm -hmm. uh, you want to do it uh, within a certain radius. The nearest hospital has to be in network. <laughs> That's right. All the hospitals are. I'm not worried about that. It's more about the the balanced billing, you know. The right. It's so, about the doctor and the anesthesiologist and all that. And that that first hospital I mentioned, um, they got a negotiated rate. They they took it down ten grand, so the net amount was eighty nine hundred. Still, that's a lot of money, right? Yeah. And so what's happening here is that. So you were way off, by the way. So you failed. Just want to remind you of that. So. So, but but am I supposed to be? Oh my goodness! They they saved me ten thousand dollars. The problem is, met you know, because people like me under sixty five, not on Medicare, they have high deductible plans. They have to pay the first six thousand, seven thousand. They're starting to see these bills and they're like, whoa, because people aren't paying those copays they used to pay. Remember how it used to be? Yeah, you know, twenty years ago. 
It was twenty dollar yep. copay, you know, one hundred and fifty yep. to see the hospital. That's what Medicare is like. So Medicare, you can actually shop around and say, all right, this is what it's going to cost me to get my knee replaced. This is what's going to cost me to see a specialist. This is what a hospital stay is going to be. It's going to be one hundred and fifty dollars a night for the first six, and then it's free after that. You know, until night twenty, and then it's you know. So Medicare's got it down, but that's because Medicare has nationally regulated rates, whereas the non Medicare which is everyone else, doesn't have nationally regulated rates. It's got free-for-all, free market. Mm. So the question is, which is better, free market versus national regulation? Mm-hmm. You know, what would be interesting is if on my um, ex- ex- explanation of benefits, right alongside the cost that the, the member discount, they call it, and the net amount charge, here's what you would have been charged if you were on Medicare. Now that would be Yeah, something. there you go. That would that would turn some heads, wouldn't it? Right, I think so. Because then people would say, "Wait a sec, why can't I get the Medicare rate? Yeah, Let's get really. the Medicare rates for everybody." Right. So, so having this bill, looking at this bill, still means nothing to me, because it's like, well, you know, unless unless I well, and not not everyone has six thousand dollars to pay. You know, so what do they do when they get this huge bill? You know what I mean? It's crazy. I do know what you mean. And speaking of that, Tony. I was hoping that you and I can have a private conversation about that. Um, <laughs> my, <laughs> I'm not co-signing any more loans. <laughs> Actually, it'd be you telling me that. But but um, as I hear you talk about all this, my thought goes to okay. So your deductible was six thousand or seven thousand dollars. So you have to pay that. Uh, if you take the amount you paid for that deductible and anything else you have to pay out of pocket and add up your premiums that you've paid. Well, could my, you have, would it been, would he, would you have been better off, you know, and you have to wait till a full year, but you know, like you look back at 2018 uh, when your kid had these issues or you look back this year when you had this issue uh, and had to go to the hospital in the emergency room, uh, could you have saved money, did the insurance help or or not? Did that's it, it hurt? That's because that's, sometimes yeah. insurance doesn't help. You're thinking, wow, they saved me ten grand. Well, uh, you paid six thousand plus the premiums. Could you have paid the negotiated rate if you add in all your premiums yourself and just not worried about the insurance company? Well, let's Could do the math. The neg- the, first of all, would they give you the negotiated rate? Well, that's if you it. Have insurance? Will they give and, you the negotiated rate? Yeah, and second of all. How much, you know, people forget, I, you're paying big premiums every month. I know you are. 1600 a month is the, Ouch. In, the cheapest plan from my family in the entire state uh, or county it goes by is 1400 So I'm, I paid a little extra for more better coverage. 1600 a month, which is over $19,000 a year. Add in the sixth from me. And that's assuming. So basically, twenty six thousand dollars out of pocket this year. Just and that includes now. I'm done. I still have another six thousand dollar out of pocket for any other of my family members. So they're going in a bubble. You know, if anyone gets oh, hurt, so their name, you their name is Dan. Your, oh, you haven't met your total out of pocket. No, my family deductible is still another six grand. Oh, so so yeah. you could end up paying. Uh, so you have twenty thousand dollars in in um, premium. And you've got um, six grand, twelve twelve thousand dollars 
yeah. out of pocket. So 30, 30 to 32,000 could be my, isn't that ridiculous? So for $32,000, wow. Yeah. I mean, obviously if you had a long hospital stay with a lot of major work, you know, I've heard of people having a hundred thousand dollar hospital, you know. Oh yeah. Bills, easy. And, and, and so the question so is then insurance is helpful if you, if, but, it, but I mean, for everyone else, it's like, wow, you know, and and will taking these secretive pricing deals and bringing them into light is that going to help me? Is that going to actually reduce my costs? I don't think so. Well, if it hurts the insurance companies at all to reveal this or the medical industry, they're just going to raise rates and pass it on to the consumer. Right, and is it going to hurt? Because them? that's what they always do. That and, that's what happens. I mean, the insurance companies aren't going to take a hit uh, on this. They're they're going to pass instantly if if revealing if the transparency hurts them in any way they will raise rates i bet well and you're right and it's then they'll blame it on the government hey these regulations made us raise the rates you got to you, you got to get your call your senator tell them don't don't regulate us at all let us do whatever we want or we're going to raise your rates but i think I, they're going to be the they're going to be the only one right that's what that's what they're doing that's what they're kicking and screaming about this executive yeah. order yep. but if you think about the free market people i don't want government regulating anything right you and can't there's have an a free argument market. that I, I definitely agree with that to some extent the government gets it, their hands in and really it makes it hard to do business at some point but you can't have a free market if you don't know what the pricing is how you so I, how am I supposed True. to know where to go if I don't know what the pricing is? So I think that's that's those people are on the free market side will be open to this executive order. Also, the national regulation people are going to be for the executive order as well because they're going to say, yeah, let's beat up on, let's take have the government step in here. So both of them are on board here, which is why you have bipartisan support for this. Which is and, rare. Uh, right. Boy, if there's bipartisan support, it's like, that's where I sit up and take notice. If it's truly bipartisan support, it's like, okay, something must be going on. Right, of course. Because <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore. But you're going to have the lobbyists against it. So we'll see who's oh, really yeah, more the powerful. lobbyists have a lot of pull. Right. Yep. So I think that opening this, this um, you know, opening the curtain, letting people know these pricing is going to bring some light to it, and that can only help, in my opinion. I yeah. don't think it's going to hurt. Because if they raise the prices for me, so be it. I'm getting crushed anyway, you know. Yeah. Um. So that's well, that's yeah, my take as a, on it. As a as an independent, as a self-employed or an employer, as a business, small business owner, for you and your family, if if you are your own boss, you're obviously not going to get any help from a company as far as your health care, and if you're under 65, you're not going to get any help from the government. So you're on your own to get your own health insurance, and boy. Just going out there as an individual buying health insurance, like you said, $1,500 a month. Thank you very much. Well, the only saving grace, the only saving grace that I have, and this is something that I'm very in depth with, with my clients is if they're not on Medicare, Medicare, I do. That's easy. We have people that that's all they do is Medicare. So that transition is easy for my clients, but the people that are, are not on Medicare, we show them the subsidies and we do tax planning to actually get the government subsidy. And this, you can only do so much, but if, I'll give you an example. If if your income, it, let's say you're a married couple and you need $80,000 a, a year to live, um, if you turn that 80000 and I have to look at the exact numbers, but let's just call it 72000 if you can get it to 72000 
the government will give you 10, 15,000 a year toward health insurance. But if you go over that number, you get zero. So there are subsidies for people. It's not based on your assets. You can have 40 million in the bank and get a subsidy from the government. It's all based on income. So people don't realize that there are subsidies out there. So not all is lost, but I'm not a huge fan of the subsidies. I'd rather them lower the pricing somehow so that it's more affordable. You don't need the government to help you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and you want businesses, you want private medical companies and insurance companies to be able to be profitable. Um, you know, you don't want to be one of these people like, you know, and I'm not one where all corporations are evil and, uh, you know, they, they shouldn't be allowed to make profits. Uh, and we want the stockholders to have their money as well. But however, uh, you also, it's gotten out of control as far as the rising costs. I mean, you got to admit that it's just, you know, I remember the last time I ever was in the hospital and it's been a long time, but, uh, they had a, I had a styrofoam cup uh, with water with a straw, and they broke it out, the cup, the straw, and it was ridiculous. You're like, it was I $10, brought, $10 I for my one from styrofoam Wendy's. cup and like $2 for one plastic straw. And you know what I mean. Stuff. Right. Give me a logo on it at least. You know? <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, it is crazy. They should. They could put their logo in the cups, and then they could write it off. There you go. Is marketing so? No, then they, then it would be no. They can they can't charge then. No. Yeah. Yeah. I so I I don't think that this is going to solve the problem we face, which is a much bigger, broader pricing problem. There's a lot involved here. I have a lot of friends who are doctors, cli- uh, patient, uh, clients of mine who are in the medical community, and they agree. But what do you do? Who's going to jump first? I think um, it's a good step, but. Just be warned out there. This is not going to solve the problem, but it's hopefully will help. And if you're if you're in a situation where you're looking at how you're going to deal with health insurance, uh, you're thinking about retiring, and you're like, well, I can't retire because my company subsidizes health insurance. There are ways around that through subsidies. It's worth looking at, but tread lightly because, as you could see from my experience, um, surprise bills, emergency bills, it can add up. So I'm happy this happened. I'm happy President Trump did an executive order to open the curtain. Let's just see what happens. Let's see what comes out. Yeah, what comes from it. Well, great show today, Dan. Uh, But that does it for today's episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Uh, Dan, why don't you let our listeners know how to get a hold of you one more time? If you want to up me and send me your uh, explanation of benefits that's worse than the one we just described, you can call and I'll give you the fax number. It's 888-508-5935. Love to help you with it. If you have questions about how to deal with this health insurance nightmare that we're facing, I'm right in the trenches with you. I'll be happy to help. You go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com or 888-508-5935. Thanks for a good show, Tony. And thanks for once again, getting the numbers all wrong. The topics on this show are wide ranging yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. 
The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Belfry Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.